T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and it is a Miami Monday. What we do on Mondays here, we tailor the show just a little extra Miami to get you through. It is usually the worst day of the week. So we're going to have some good local Miami music throughout the show. Not to mention going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. They're talking Fitz Magic and Tua. Dan Lebetard Show. Or better yet, the Baron Davis Show. Yep, Dan and Baron Davis at each other's throats again. Then Hawk and Crowder have a very intimate show for you while I spend time in the dungeon. I'm out of the dungeon now, so I'm going to give you some headlines. The Heat lost to Toronto 107-103 earlier today. Miami is back in action tomorrow at 6.30 against Boston. The Dolphins have placed O-lineman Eric Flowers on the COVID list, while receiver Preston Williams and snapper Blake Ferguson have been activated. The Marlins are cleared to play and will resume their season tomorrow in Baltimore. Newcomers and freshmen have received their jersey numbers for the Canes football team. Miami will play a mostly ACC 11-game schedule this season. The Panthers fell to the Islanders in Game 1 of their best-of-five series Saturday. The two play again tomorrow at noon here on 560 The Joe. A group including former Kane Dwayne The Rock Johnson has agreed to pay $15 million to purchase the XFL. Play could resume next year. The Saints have rented out four floors of the New Orleans Lowe's Hotel as an optional bubble for players during training camp. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. Ah. A Tampa man was arrested over the weekend for waving a gun in one hand and holding a beer in the other. Pretty sure it's not me. Atlanta police are searching for two men who robbed a man at gunpoint and took his French bulldog puppy. And they call it puppy love. A technical glitch is being blamed for 176 people receiving tax refund checks signed by Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney. I'm not gonna lie, if I got one of those checks, I would not be complaining. Sri Lanka authorities have arrested a cat for drug smuggling. The feline was found with heroin and cell phone SIM cards in a plastic bag tied around his neck. Cat drug smugglers. What has the world come to? A German brewery has had to suspend production due to storks making a home in one of its chimneys. No! Now on the weather. Tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures in the low 80s. This morning, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood. 
they caught up with Almando Solguro, and they were talking all types of Fitz magic and Tua goodness, plus Dolphins to the Super Bowl, and could Tua start week one? You know, I, I don't know how much time it'll be before Tua is in the lineup. I know that I am the placeholder, and we've already had that conversation. I told him, you know, I'm going to do the best I can to lead this team and, you know, to win football games when I'm out there. And whenever it is that Tua gets his chance, whether it's early or late or whenever it is, I'm going to be his biggest cheerleader. And that's what I said earlier. But I think I have a unique perspective just from the career that I've had. I'm really, I was excited that they drafted him. And since, you know, meeting him in person finally the other day, I'm, I'm really excited. I think we've really hit it off. And even though I'm an old geezer to him, we've meshed personality-wise, and I'm excited to work with him. All right, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick talking about Tua. And right now on our line is Radio.com Sports NFL insider Armando Salguero. 100 Things Dolphins Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. You can pre-order the book. I believe it comes out September 8th, if I'm right there, Armando. Thank you for the time this morning. Hope you and the family are doing well and you're staying safe. We're doing well. We're staying safe. I'm a little disappointed you didn't play the question part of that to Fitz because whoever (laughs) asked those questions is brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> I, I take it it was you, Armando, and we kind of left right, that part right, out. Is that what right. you're saying, man? We kind of that we may kinda... or may not be true. I cannot confirm <laughs> at this moment. Joe yeah. always tells us just to get the meat and potatoes from the questions yeah. and answers. You just uh, happen not to be a part of that. We're right, not getting right. any of the gravy in on that one. You're out, man. So <laughs> once again, hey, Armando, I could have said I asked that question, and you had to. Thank God I didn't get busted in another lie right there. Hey, Armando, I did. <laughs> I did want to ask you about this one. I know one thing with your book. I want to go to a Super Bowl. I just want to see one with a Dolphin team. That would be really fun. Because I'm getting older like you, Armando. I, I, I want to see a couple playoff games and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That 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 would be nice. You played in a Super Bowl. What's you, what are you complaining about? Right. I, mean, I was waiting for you to call uh, him out, Armando. He played in the last Dolphin Super Bowl. That's true. And that, by the way, that Super Bowl is in the uh, book. And uh, I didn't happen to mention you, Joe, but still, nonetheless, it it is in the book. I would say to you, look, if you're a Dolphin fan and you want the end of the drought to come, it's possible it will come. I just don't think it's going to necessarily be coming, you know, this year. Nobody's really picking the Dolphins to, to go to the playoffs, much less win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. I think that a more realistic uh, expectation for the Dolphins is stop losing. Be not a losing team. They were 5-11 and last year. So maybe you can get to 500 or maybe even 9 and 7. I think people would see that as as improvement. Hey, let's uh let's talk about that Ryan Fitzpatrick Gr- great stuff. I think he had everybody pretty fired up about what he had to say about Tua and understanding his role and all that stuff. I don't remember hearing any of that stuff when Josh Rosen came in with Ryan Fitzpatrick, did we? No. And I, you know what? When he was saying all of that, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, thump, thump. That is the wheels going over the body that used to belong to Josh Rosen. It's almost like he's a forgotten guy in the Dolphins quarterback room because what you have is, and Fitzpatrick said it, Fitzpatrick is the placeholder for today and Tua is the the franchise quarterback for tomorrow. 
where does that leave the you know the 25 year old guy, 26 year old guy who is still only in his third year and is a former first round draft pick? I don't think that leaves a lot of room for him to to have a future with the Miami Dolphins as a guy that gets a lot of playing time. He's a roster spot. That's what he is right now. That's all Josh Rosen really is at this point. Uh, Armando, I know the Dolphins put out a video of them stretching and everything this morning, so obviously everything has started. Is there anything in your mind that Tua could do before that first game to actually start game one? Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't believe that it's a done deal that Tua cannot play in, in the season opener or even win the starting job. It's a competition, and maybe Tua is everything that he has been billed as maybe he is a prodigy and if he is they're gonna see it and they're gonna see it pretty quick I think that I don't want to look I don't want to draw comparisons because it's unfair but when Dan Marino stepped on the field for the Dolphins in training camp people recognized pretty quickly this guy is special Bob Kuchenberg told Don Shula you've got something here and Bob Kuchenberg was an offensive lineman when those guys see it when everybody on the field sees it you know the nfl is different today players play rookies play and if they're the best guy they play now you know there might be extenuating circumstances but to just scratch him off the list and say you got no chat you got no shot we'll see you at the end of the season maybe i I don't think that's right either you'd be a little surprised though considering two has not only got to know his job he's got to know where everybody's supposed to line up knowing blitzes knowing what new england will do to him and all those different show uh the looks they give you on the blitz and all that stuff plus the success that ryan had up there in that last game doesn't all that stuff come into play a little bit and ryan still won over some of those key players on offense from a year ago you'd be a little surprised saying all that wouldn't you i would not be shocked i'd like to hear it. i'm just i'm gonna leave it there all right, I, I, I would be, if unless Ryan catches the COVID-19, or I, I would be very surprised. And I'm not saying that it's pretty obvious that Tua is going to play. I would be shocked if he doesn't. But uh, in that first game, boy, I'll tell you what, Armando, that would be impressive. No OTAs, no minicamp, no preseason. That kid comes in and starts against New England would be one of the most impressive things in the history of this franchise. You're absolutely right. But isn't that what he's supposed to come in and do? I mean... Yeah, no, no, look, he's got big uh, shoes. I agree. Uh, fans and and even media are, you know, giving two of the red shirt and a million excuses uh, for not being the guy and not being great. He was drafted for the exact opposite purpose. And you, we all know that. I mean, right? Yeah. Let's, he, let's put the expectations where they are. Tua was drafted to be great to win Super Bowls for the Miami Dolphins and to be just better than what we've seen in a couple of decades. Okay, let's see. Uh, Armando, I wanted to ask you this. Are, are you surprised at all with all, uh, a lot of players so far? Not, I mean, not a ton, but enough players where they're talking about it have opted out for the season. Do you expect anyone else, uh, maybe even here locally, to opt out beforehand, or you think it's kind of over with with the Dolphins? I would have expected at least one or two players from the Dolphins to opt out. The fact that they haven't uh, speaks to uh, a lot of guys' uh, expectations that the team is handling the COVID situation and and their the health crisis in a you know an upstanding manner. Beyond that, this is really hard to predict because it's a very individual, private, uh, family decision, and there's. You know, guys with new babies, 
elderly parents. Sometimes those guys, they, they have to think about the bigger picture, not just, you know, the game. And while the game helps them to have a lifestyle that helps the bigger picture, we're also talking about, you know, I was looking at some of the, the, the list of opt-outs. You know, Patrick Chung for New England, a guy you, that you're looking at and thinking, why did he opt out? Well, he's got a family situation, but he's also made $35 million in his career. Patrick Chung, who is not right. necessarily a huge star, they have the means to be able to put their career on pause for a year. That's just the facts of the finances right now. Armando, let's get into a couple other guys. I was surprised to find out Xavier Howard is still not ready to go. That one surprised me. Did you know? No, I didn't know, but... I know that the team is going to defer to taking it slow. The Dolphins aren't playing this week or this month. Right. You know, they're, they're taking it slow because Xavier Howard, as, as everyone knows, has had knee issues. He had it as a rookie. He had it in, you know, obviously last year. The surgery takes a while to, to be right. They don't want to do anything that might uh, stand in the way of him not being 100% on September 13th. So they're going to take it slow, but it is something to look at because, again, the history is the history, and when you have a player with a history, everybody has penciled in the Dolphins as having the best cornerback tandem in the NFL with Damian Howard and Byron, Byron Jones. Let's see. <laughs> All right, let, let's get going. Hey, speaking of that, let's talk about Preston Williams, another guy we haven't heard much about. Is he 100% yet? He's not 100% yet. He's well enough to pass the, the physical. There's high expectations for him. I was looking at the wide receiver room the other day and the wide receiver core, and Joe, really, all of those guys, regardless of how people think that this is a team's strength, they all have stuff to prove. All of them. Devontae Parker was the best of the of the lot last year. Uh, that's one year out of five. So do it again. Alan Hearns' injury history. Albert Wilson has had an injury history. Preston Williams is a rookie with, you know, coming off a knee injury. So let's see. All of these guys, while it seems like it's a team strength, there's, there's a gap between the truth and thinking team strength. Hey, real quickly, too, on uh, with Xavier Howard out, um, who's the next corner up and, and who starts at nickel, would you say, to, to begin camp? And I, I know, again, we got we got some time before we have to worry about it, but who would be the next guy up for you? Is it is it Needham or will they go their first-round pick? Oh, you didn't say his name, Joe! Igbenogany. Igbenogany. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say his name. Hey, I got, uh, I got games pretty soon, man. I had to start working on all those names. Come on, man. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, everybody has high expectation for the first round pick, too. Igbenogany. Uh, I would guess. Thank you. Yes. I would tell you, you know, slow your roll on him a little bit. I've been told he's not necessarily game ready. Of course he's not. You know, he hasn't even been through a training camp. But the team has high expectations for him. Xavier Howard is not playing at some point this year. And the first round pick 
is not in the lineup. I Nick think, uh, and it's Nick, <laughs> right? And it's and it's Nick Needham or some, you know, Jamal Perry, somebody like that. That's gonna raise some eyebrows a little bit. Well, uh, Armando, I wanted Let's to ask you one good. more question before we let you go because I don't want Joe to say that name again. Uh, is there an ideal position on the offensive line for Jesse Davis you want to see him in, or is he just the Swiss Army knife? Well, they're going to use him that way. They're going to put him wherever they, wherever the rookie is not, that's where they're going to put him. And what I mean by that is if, for example, if Solomon Kinley or Michael Dieter, for example, uh, just settle into the right guard spot and just claim it, then Davis is a right tackle. If, however, like Robert Hunt is great at right tackle right off the bat, then Jesse Davis is going to compete and probably win the right guard spot. The old, we're going to put the best five on the, on the, on the line and starting. The idea is Jesse Davis is probably going to be one of those best five. The question is which rookie or young player will be included in that best five, and that'll determine where Jesse Davis plays, right guard or right tackle. You know what's amazing, Armando, before we let you run, and we got to talk about your book. Oh, forget format today. We got you on here, but uh, we've never had – Two rookie starting tackles and a starting quarterback rookie uh, at those three key positions. I don't know if it's ever happened in the history of the NFL. How about that one? If And it could happen. It could happen. It, it probably will be the case for sure later on in the season, I would say. It's unprecedented. 2020 has been kind of unprecedented in so well, many right. ways. No, you're right. Uh, are we surprised that something unprecedented is coming down the pike again? Let's talk about that book real quickly. Forget the format. It's your time, Armando. It looks like I can't wait to, to read all that stuff, all the great stories you have in there. Talk about the book a little bit. called 100 Things Dolphins Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. It's interactive. It tells you if you're a Dolphin fan, you have to have these certain experiences. You have to do these things. Beyond that, it gives you knowledge of the team from the moment that it was in, you know, the inception, which was on August 16, 1965, when Danny Thomas and Joe Robbie got together, all the way to the drafting of Tua Tungavailoa in April. And, and in between, you've got the perfect season. You've got Larry Zonka. You've got Dan Marino. You've got Don Shula. You've got a couple of Super Bowls. You've got a couple of Super Bowl losses. An inside look of what actually actually happened a lot of stuff that people have never read before making a prediction that book by armando gonna be in heavy heavy rotation for christmas hanukkah kwanzaa here in south florida i'm hoping that i'm part of that rotation armando if you're listening come on gift me a little gift me gift me i will gift you with some miami music next because it is a miami monday plus some of this Gods, I'm still not sure. Uh, you're an expert liar. Uh, can you tell us whether Baron Davis is lying or not about the fact that 7,500 people gathered for a puppet show in Los uh, Angeles? Uh, Baron's back with Dan next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and here's some nice audio. It's a Miami Monday meaning. We got music from a Miami artist, hip-hop newcomer, making it even hotter here in Miami. This is Diamond Doll featuring legend in the game, Her Highness Trina, and this song is about a legend in the game, Dwayne Wade. 
Ah, uh, yeah, Diamond Doll. She's been on my radar for a while. I have a podcast that I release on my social media, at Dan Day Radio, every Wednesday. I featured this song a while back, so I figured why not share it with you on a Miami Monday, make your Mondays a little bit better. It's a hot track from Diamond Doll, Trina D. Wade. Dwayne Wade's even given his personal thumbs up for this song. I mean, listen to it. Why wouldn't he? Look for big things from Diamond Doll. Always big things on the Dan Levitard Show, especially when they bring back Baron Davis. That's right. Baron Davis, such a hit this past Friday when he and Dan got into it. They brought him back. What are they talking about? Well, talking about Be Polite. Also, Puppet Show Lies and Black Santa. Time now for the Baron Davis Show with Dan Lebetard and the homie Baron <laughs> Davis with us on ESPN Radio. We've got a number of different questions. Believe it or not, there are things that he has to promote that he forgot to promote when he was on with us no on Friday. Yeah, a conversation series. We need to get to that. But uh, first, Baron, thank you for joining us again. There is some real confusion here. There are some arguments breaking out about whether that puppet show church that you uh, promoted last uh, Friday, whether that's real or not. Uh, so help us out here. We don't know whether you're pulling our leg or whether it's a real thing. Um, first of all, how about a good morning? You know exactly. what I mean? This is my show. <laughs> Good morning, Baron. <laughs> Welcome to your show. I'm sorry I got right into it and put you right to work. I'm so annoyed. Now I'm going to watch my movie while I'm talking to you. You just don't. You don't. Say hi. Good morning. Welcome <laughs> to the Baron Davis Baron Guitar Show. We have Baron here. Baron, how are you? How was your weekend? So I'm going to ask you a question. How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my weekend was exceptional. How was your weekend, Baron? It was incredible. I hung out. I watched basketball. I had a performance. I had a, a, a show on Sunday uh, with about 7,500 people in the park. It was incredible. It was about a two-hour, you know, just a two-hour uh, live entertainment. You know, we had about 30 puppets out there. You know, kids, adults, old folks. It was, you know, it, it was an incredible thing. Uh, people are used to, like, Sesame Street, and I think we just, like, took it up like 15 notches uh, this weekend. So I was proud of everybody who came out this weekend. Stugatz, I'm still not sure. Uh, you're an expert liar. Uh, can you tell us whether Baron Davis is lying or not about the fact that 7,500 people gathered for a puppet show in Los I, Angeles? I, I can now confirm that, that he is lying. Um, there is no way that anyone allowed 7,500 people to gather together, even for a Baron Davis puppet show, <laughs> in the middle of a world pandemic. It just it it's it's not happening, Dan. He is lying right now. Yeah, I, I just said seventy five hundred. <laughs> said it's seventy, and basically what I was saying was we live streamed, so it was actually quarantine. Um, there was fifty people there. The seventy five was on live. They came uh, live streamed through one of my apps. So you know, lying is such a harsh word. I think. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. But I'm sorry, he asked me the question. I, but if he's lying, it's, a, it's he's now changed the lie and he's pivoted the way that you would. Uh, so you're saying many people were there virtually. What can you tell us about this puppet show that we're still not sure existed? You know, I, I looked at what Kanye was doing with Sunday service, and 
you know, I was like, man, I want to, you know, do something similar. I want to bring people together. You know, a lot of times it's hard to follow a person. You know what I mean? And and like, like take for instance, like Kanye, you know, he had the Sunday service. People follow him. But sometimes Kanye go off. You know what I mean? And he go the wrong way. And so I thought if I had a puppet, you know what I mean? The puppets can never disappoint you, man. And they can always say the right thing. So we know, you know, we're going to have consistency when it comes to, you know, working together and, and, and entertaining people, especially with these puppets. You know, just trying to reinvent the game right now. What are the puppets of? Give us some names of the puppet. Give us some characters because we're still confused as to whether or not this happened. <laughs> One of the puppets is Lil Peanut. He uh he like the usher and he you know, he escort people in. Uh, we got Delilah, he's on the organ. We got Francois. Francois is usually like the person who makes sure taking your tickets to make sure you, you you do have a ticket and you did pay. Then we got the uh the Bomb brothers and they are the security. They work at a security. And then, you know, a couple other, like, you know, uh, teddy bears and things like that. They don't really say nothing. Uh, little sharks. And, you know, I got my shark dog. My shark dog is there. <laughs> All right, Chris. Chris, help me out <laughs> here because dog. Billy and Chris, uh, they, they, they're doing the same thing they did on Friday where the, the interview went into the toilet and they were, they were struggling and making faces and stuff. And then we kept riding it. How are you feeling about how things are going right now, Chris? Oh, things are going fantastic. I'm going back and forth on whether this is a real thing or not. I'm leaning now towards he's telling the truth. Those right. were specific details. Billy, where are you on this right now? I mean, I'm trying to Google Delilah Baron Davis puppet, see if I find anything. And to be honest with you, I don't want to know if it's real or not. I like, I just like the story. <laughs> Same here. I'm with Billy. It's going exactly the way Baron wants it to go. Yeah. Well, this is this is uh, this is what happens around here. Okay, let's go back to Black Santa because you shocked us last week when all of a sudden you said, "Yeah, I trademarked Black Santa." What's the back? I need all of the backstory here, and I want to know how much like how much are you changing minds with Black Santa? You know, Black. Santa is real i trademarked you know the character one because i wanted you know i wanted a, a santa claus that represented me or uh, or santa claus that my kids could relate to you know for me sometimes i do a lot of research right i do a lot of reading and i started researching like origins history of santa claus what i found was every time that there was a depiction of the of the santa claus that was black that either he had a 40 ounce in his head or you know uh he got his shirt off with a bunch of chains you know it was never like something or someone that had a positive you know view but so i was like man I mean, hold on a second baron because hold on a second you're going in and out on us uh you were saying that uh every depiction that you had seen of a black santa was stereotypical let's see if we can get this line fixed can you hear us all right yeah i can hear you sorry about that um that was my shark dog <laughs> What? You don't do that to your co-host. Finish, uh, finish uh, the, the the Black Santa. So you decided to have a more positive appraisal of him. Yeah, more positive, yeah, because I want to, you know, want kids in the inner city. And, you know, just growing up as a kid, you would talk like, you know, you ain't going to get enough for Christmas if you keep acting bad. And then, you know, some Christmases you don't get anything. And you think because you were bad, but it's really because of the lack, lack of resources, right? Uh, when you're growing up, you know, uh, on welfare. So with Black Santa, I was like, man, he should be for all kids, not about kids being naughty or nice, you know, because a lot of times it could be their circumstances. And so I wanted to rewrite kind of like the spirit of, of a character that embodied like all the good qualities around the holiday, right? And having him 
flat to me was a great way to kind of unstitch the scar tissue that we're taught from the time that we're kids. So my kids can have, you know, a Santa Claus that's jolly, friendly, on time, gift-giving, positive, always has great things to say. He can see that, and that person looks like him. Then I think you start to, other kids start to see and buy into the same thing, right? And it, it, and it doesn't become a black and white thing. It just becomes a Santa Claus and a person, right? And, and it's a great way for, you know, me to start to create characters and storytelling for, you know, the African-American, the brown community and start to really celebrate our culture and celebrate who we are instead of waiting for, like, you know, a lot of the bigger companies like the Disney's of the world to produce, you know, another, you know, Black Panther or or Moana or Coco, right? Those come every four or five years. So I wanted to do something where we can continue in the spirit and uh, basically build a brand of positivity around positivity and together. What are you doing with him? Like when you trademark him, then how do you make Black Sam to be more pervasive? Yeah, so we uh, we started in animation. We wrote, uh, we wrote our own uh, Night Before Christmas. We animated the character. We had mascots last year uh, over the last three years. You know, we would do, um, you know, all kind of you know, like charity giving, you know, uh, selling merchandise, wrapping Christmas trees. So it was really about having, you know, the power of a mascot, right? Uh, when you think about Disneyland and those characters walking around, imagine having a, a mascot that actually brings kids computers. You know what I mean? Imagine having a mascot that when he show up, kids see opportunity and they can buy Man, I love Baron Davis. You never know if he's crazy or if he's sane, if he's telling the truth or if he's lying. Kind of like the Hawk and Crowder show. Mm, Dan Day, not in the studio. Oh, all right. Where'd you banish him to? He's in the dungeon. All right. He's in the bowels. That's where someone. That's where someone gets banished. Pretty much, if you end up in a dungeon, it's because you've been banished. You never go to a dungeon willingly. It's because you've been banished. Uh, what about Dan Day, though? He might just. Uh, he can, goes willingly. Can, oh, <laughs> he goes willingly. Staycation. Yeah. Let me do a staycation <laughs> this weekend. Hey, why am I in the dungeon? You'll find out. Plus, some more Miami music on the way here on the best of the Joe Show. Hey, U D. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and oh my goodness, you got a lineup right here. Talk about an all-star lineup. You got Rick Ross, the boss from Miami. You got Dwayne Wade. You got Udonis Haslam, Raphael Sadiq. Oh yeah, this is season ticket holder on a Miami Monday. That's some bars right there on a Miami Monday. Hawk and Crowder, maybe one day they'll release a rap song. Hey, I'll produce it. Talking about having an intimate show, interesting opt-outs, national anthem controversy, headlines, then I'm Dan Dungeon Day. Here we go. Yeah. Monday, Hawkman and Crowder. We're going to call this a very intimate show. This is like a uh, a rock band who you know does a one off at a nightclub. You know they they finish playing the the arena and then they go do a couple songs at a nightclub for some special guests. Well, no seven ninety today. We're only on five sixty, so it's a very intimate Monday show. I got you. Okay, I'll, when you say intimate, I thought I had to put on my good draw. No, not intimate. Like we're not gonna get down to love making. <laughs> I meant intimate, like small. I'm not whispering sweet nothings. Cause I have a I have a draw of. Good Good draws and a draw of bad draws. I didn't know which one I had to go to today. Yeah, stick with the bad draws for me. <laughs> 
I'm watching the Heat game at the same time. Do you have the Heat game on where you are, or you're not have a TV where you are? You've seen my setup. There's no TV. I just you don't have, <laughs> make it happen. You need like a little watchman, little watchman. So I'm watching the Heat game. Heat game. Uh, Heat are playing the Raptors. So Solana, what what is the situation? Because I, I we we did this last time. There was an afternoon game. So and we and we'll talk about the Heat game here on Saturday in a second. Raptors are beating the Heat 18-17 right now. Uh, make that 20-17 right now. And then Crowder and I have you covered here on 560 WQAM, The Joe, and 96.5 FM HDQ, and on the radio.com stream. We're good with that. There have been some big opt-outs this weekend, none bigger than Hurricane Isaias, who opted (laughs) out of the hurricane season at the last minute. Oh, I didn't know that the rim shot came here to 560. I'm glad... uh... I'm glad it showed up. I wrote that joke down like I was doing a monologue. Like I, I wrote that joke this morning, and and then I have it as I'm doing a monologue. Hey, a lot of opt-outs this weekend. None bigger than uh, Hurricane Isaias opted out of the hurricane season. Good night, good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the first segment. How many times do we? Uh, how many times do? And I listen. I'm not complaining. But how many times do we go through this hurricane stuff where nothing? Ha- I mean, I literally, and I'm north of you, and Boca for a while there was like on the on the like the bullseye. Literally, did not get a drop of rain. A drop of rain. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I'm not complaining, though. Not complaining. Oh, no. Me and the kids were in the pool all day yesterday. Yeah. Like, we'll wait till the rain comes and get out. Yeah, it's right. about eight hours of pool time. Yeah, it was crazy, man. So, anyway, knock on wood. It didn't affect us. And uh, we appreciate right. Julie Durda for everything she did last week, getting everybody prepared. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, a blessing that, that you, know, you know, you forget sometimes a pain in the butt because you're getting all prepared and whatnot. But you also forget what a pain in the butt it is to live without electricity for a while which is all i don't care how small it is we always lose our electricity here and so i'm happy that it didn't come i got my case of water Publix was stupid on saturday as well like people were yeah people were still panicking but it's funny because one of the public workers said they were like right now i think there's nothing else to do but panic because the quarantines you're like this is crazy i was like yes ma'am this is wild but yeah you got you got to get ready even if old Asaya saw the saw the spike and said no i'm not going by y'all let me head up I do, north. Uh, I do find it more enjoyable, though. I do find it more enjoyable, though, when they uh, schedule the hurricanes on the weekends. Just makes it easier, you know, running around during the week and, you know. And when you say they, who are you speaking of? Oh, the government and Bill Gates. You rolling a day, Hawk. You rolling. Thank baby. you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I, Heat oh. looked great on Saturday. This, this Bam Adebayo is a force, man. That dude is. He is a legit all star. The Panthers. <laughs> That's right. Say, He's got the culture. Got, He's got. The I got to apologize to Myers and Ellie because Myers went off in that fourth quarter. Myers no, didn't play. Wrong white guy. Wrong white guy. No, not uh, Myers. Um, what's the boy's name? <laughs> Kelly uh, Olenek? Kelly. Kelly O. Yeah. Wrong. You, you know what? all the white guys too. look alike? I, oh, I don't know if I can go that direction because the other way you get in trouble. Yeah, Kelly Olenek went crazy in the fourth quarter. There he we did. go. He did. Yeah. Myers Leonard coincidentally stood for the national anthem and then didn't play. Huh. Yeah. I wonder how that happened. Spo. <laughs> uh, I, I, he is a, he's a big supporter of uh blm and uh, like i have no issue with anyone choosing to stand for the national anthem i really don't man neil 
know, do whatever you want to. Yeah. I don't, don't critic. Don't crit. You know what? This is the other way where if you don't want people to criticize the Kaepernick movement, don't criticize standards. If you if you don't want to criticize kneelers, don't criticize mm-hmm. Don't criticize anybody, what they do. And we've said this a hundred times, Hawk, and I believe it. If it hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. An irrelevant time of every sporting event. The yep. national anthem is an irrelevant time of a sporting event. So whatever you want to do, do it. I don't give a damn. The only thing I take issue with is when people convolute what the kneeling is about. The issue that I take is when someone says, oh, they're kneeling because they're disrespecting the flag or they're disrespecting the troops. That's when I say, no, 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 you don't understand it. But if somebody wants to stand, I have no problem with that whatsoever. So I know that, who's that guy on Orlando? He tore his ACL. Terrible uh, turn of events. The, Flo- but, the Florida State guy, Jonathan Isaac. I didn't know he went to FSU. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. stood for the anthem. I got no problem for that. I, I honestly, like that is a, uh, that that's the beauty of America, by the way. Yes. That is the beauty of America. If you want to say that kneeling is disrespecting the military, then standing is disrespecting black people. If you want to convolute right, the message. Right, right, if right. you stand, you don't believe black lives matter. If you stay, see, now it's going the other way. Now it doesn't make sense. Just like saying that kneeling is disrespecting the military. It's right. the same concept. Yep, totally agree. So there you go. But I don't know why Spo didn't play Myers Leonard. Do you think it's because he stood uh, Solana? Yeah, I mean, there, there must be a big conspiracy in the Miami <laughs> Heat locker room. Right I now. mean, Myers Leonard, there's very few games that he gets zero minutes. Very few. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't typically play too many, <laughs> but yeah, zero minutes. Jay Crowder starting, first and foremost, that was kind of a head scratcher, but he started again today, so this might be just the way Spo wants to, yeah, to no, play I'm just, the next I'm, games. Yeah, no, I'm just teasing. And then the, the Panthers panthered on Saturday. We kind of know what happens come playoff time, even if they make the playoffs or if they're coming close to making the playoffs. Bobrovsky looked good, though. That was nice. Bobrovsky looked yeah. good. They had no offense, but Bobrovsky looked good in goals. So, yeah. Oh, Bob made ESPN top 10. Oh, did he? Save. He had some good yeah. saves. Though, yeah, he had yeah. some. He had like two, two of his saves made top 10. I was proud of him. Then they got the ass whooped. Let's, uh, let's get our some headlines so I do want to update you on the heat but uh, I'm watching a live stream and I'm sure it's maybe like maybe two or three minutes behind so I have well uh, heat Raptors tied right now it is 25 23 Toronto right okay. now 25 23 25 23 that's what I have the heat actually they play again they'll play tomorrow night 6 30 p.m versus the Boston Celtics and then we'll have the Florida Panthers playing tomorrow 12 noon as Hawk just said I gotta ask you because you said you have the heat tied and then I said it's 25 23 and then you said that's what I have <laughs> yeah same score I <laughs> I just, I, I just have one follow-up counselor, and then I'll let, I'll let you move on. Did you have it tied, or did you have what I had? Well, I had Goron on a fast break. Didn't know he would pass it out to Kelly O, who ended up missing the three. So, I mean, I had it tied, essentially, but then Goron passed it out. So, yeah, we had the same score. That didn't make any sense, uh, what you just no. said. Now it's tied, though, 25-25. Yeah, we have it. Same, we're on the All same right. page here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Somebody gets it right, we're okay. I'm going with you, Hawk. <laughs> and, and I'm, really, I'm going to ride the Hawk train on this one. And really, if no one gets it right, we're okay, too. That'd be, that's more... <laughs> More par for the course. What are we going to do? What are we going to... I guess I'll respond to all these texters that want to know why Jim Rome is on the 790 stream. You got that? You want to handle it? Yes, I'll handle that. Okay, great. Let's continue with headlines then. The Marlins, their first game back after a week-long hiatus due to all the COVID-19 positives will be tomorrow. Someone wants to know if Jim Rome on the 790 stream is part of your bag of bits. That would be a great bag of bits. Got him. 
You never know what Solana is going to fire up on the stream. <laughs> they'll play tomorrow versus Baltimore, 7.35 p.m. And then Wednesday, they'll play a doubleheader versus the Orioles that starts at 5 p.m. Is two- that going to be a seven-inning doubleheader? Yeah, it's one of the new rules for this 60-game shortened season. Doubleheaders, both games, seven innings. My guess is there's going to be enough cancellations during this Major League Baseball season <laughs> that the final week of the season, teams are going to be playing nine-game, one-inning, nine-headers. <laughs> uh, Marlins are about <laughs> nine games short of the 60-game schedule. They are playing nine one-inning games starting at two. <laughs> They're going to have to, man. Right? Like Why 20, the hell not? 20-something 20 ga- 20 games now have been canceled. Come on, MLB. <laughs> I actually, I was I heard – uh, Tim Kirchin on one of the shows uh, this weekend, and he was saying that there's no just like just like you said, there's no chance every team plays sixty games. They're gonna go a winning percentage. He was like, yeah. they have to, they have to. But go But there a would still percentage. have to be a minimum number played, right? Yeah, because you yeah, yeah. You I mean, it couldn't because the Marlins right now have very good win winning. 12. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that doesn't seem two. very fair. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Heat 27, 26 losing to the Raptors right now. By the way, Hawk. Uh, the Heat are losing. Yes, 27, 26 to the Raptors. Great. Miami Dolphins head coach. Brian Flores. He spoke to the media earlier this morning at 10 a.m. We'll have Safed Dean of the South Florida Sun Sentinel coming up next to uh, discuss that. Finally, guys, The Rock. He's part of a group that agreed to purchase the XFL for around $15 million. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into this later. I don't have enough time now, but we'll get into this later. Just start thinking about what's your worst purchase ever. Yeah. Honestly, start thinking about, but I'm talking about big purchases. Doesn't have to be a $15 million purchase that The Rock just made. But start thinking about your worst big purchase ever, because that's what The Rock just did. We'll just we'll go around the room and we'll everybody yeah, will tell yeah. uh, you know how it is. So it's nice in Davy. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Kids are outside playing. I think my son's fishing. Yeah, we got some nice weather. Well, let's check in with Dan Day. He's also in El Portal, but maybe he sees something different. Dan. Mm, Dan Day, not in the studio. Oh, all right. Where'd you banish him to? He's in the dungeon. All right. He's in the bowels. That's where someone the that's where someone gets banished. Pretty much if you end up in a dungeon, it's because you've been banished. You never go to a dungeon willingly. It's because you've been banished. Yeah. What about Dan Day though? He might just uh, he, can, he goes willingly. Oh, <laughs> he goes ca- willingly. Staycation. Yeah. Let me do a staycation <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Dungeon Staycation. I am going back to the dungeon. Remember, please download the podcast wherever you get your podcastradio.com app or you can go to our website, wqam.com. I am Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.